Come join the conversation, the show that you've been wanting. Keep it real with no filter. Weekly we share discussions. WWSD interviewing creative guests, talking the creative process and sharing all the influences from TV and film. Emmy nominated and winning. Yeah, they coming through. Actors and comedians too. Directors and writers, we're more than a few. Masters of their craft. Yes, tune in. You gotta see this the podcast that you need. WWSD. Welcome to the WWSD podcast. Weekly, we share discussions with interesting and creative people. We are sponsored by Collectors Maze. You can check them out at collectorsmaze.com for all things related to fandom. I'm your host, Josh, and as always, I'm joined by my buddy, Seamus. How's it going, Seamus? Going great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Who do we have on tonight? Uh, tonight, we have a very special guest. We are joined by a friend of the podcast and cosplayer, our buddy, Derek Kurse. Derek has been doing cosplay for quite a while. He's a pretty big nerd. He's one of our older friends, and we're super excited to have you on the show. Derek, you've been doing cosplay for, for a long time. How, how'd you actually get into cosplaying? Like, what was like your first step? In-, in order to get into cosplay, you have to want to do cosplay. That's not true. The only reason why I wanted to do it initially was because I saw a hot chick <laughs> and she was super into cosplay. And I was like, you know what? Bet I'll get into that for you. And then once you start doing it, once you start like looking up potential characters you can be, you start brainstorming what you can do on what. What do you mean by characters you can be? You mean there's like body shapes and like. Uh, I may be more strict in what I do just because I have a certain self-consciousness about myself that where I want to look a certain authenticity towards it. So, like, I want somebody in my expected body range. So when you have super muscular heroes, like, you'll never probably see me do a spider, uh, like, a, well, yeah, a Spider-Man, just because Spider-Man's... You do Miles. Miles is, is pretty lean. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not because of that. It's just because I have a gut myself. <laughs> <laughs> and so I could do, like, old Miles and just have, like, like in Spider-Verse, how we have old Pete, he's just in, like, sweatpants and the Spider-Man top. I'll do that in a Miles version. Mm. But aside from that, like, I want to have a good a matching body type for what I do. Like, Strange is all underneath robes, and I still look amazing in it. And Fury, trench coat, and Sam himself has a little bit of stomach there. Mm-hmm. So, like, the next one I'm working on is Doctor Doom, and I'm going to be wearing armor and a robe over that, and then everything else is just encased in more armor. So it's going to look on point. Well, I have that being 3D printed. Let me stop there. That's being 3D printed. For sure, the next one I'll probably end up getting and wearing at the next con is going to be Loki, He Who Remains. Okay. And I'm just going to sit up. I'm just going to sit up somewhere with my like sandals on, my Jesus sandals. And just be like, yep, I'm here. I'm just here. Monologuing. <laughs> just a lot of monologuing. It's like I have to memorize the script, but like, you will be exactly here right now and that went out according to plan just be an absolute smarmy asshole you've been uh you've been going to any cons Derek? oh yeah i went up to orlando for megacon got up there just about five o'clock got dressed got there at six o'clock went up i spent about 20 30 minutes getting dressed as dr strange i got my light on capes tied to me i'm looking like i'm about to cast somebody into the dark dimension along with Doramu, get there. And as soon as I check in, Megacom will be over in 30 minutes. Please take your belongings and, you know, check out, do your last minute buys from vendors. I'm just like, well, son of a bitch. I didn't realize they close at six o'clock. Is that really a thing? 
Uh, no, it closed at seven, but they wanted us to start moving out, you know, early so they, everybody's not there at seven o'clock. But I get it. They really, they really closed that early. Uh, I've never been to MegaCon. Uh, it seems really. Yeah, seven o'clock is when they go down for Friday and Saturday. Is that the last day? Or? Oh no, it starts Thursday. In all actuality, uh, some people get it there Thursday morning, and they're just there all four days. Me, I was like, hmm. I don't need to be there Thursday all day and Friday all day and Saturday all day and Sunday all day because I'll get super burnt out that way, especially if I'm wearing an outfit all day. People say, hey, can you stop? Take pictures. Can you stop? Take pictures. It's cool. But at the same time, it wears on you. So I Doctor Strange all of 30 minutes for Friday. Uh, Saturday is when I came in as... Motherfucking Samuel Jackson Fury. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Fury was so good. <laughs> That's been like one of the easier cosplays like like to do because you're just having fun the entire time. It's like motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it's the coolest thing. Everyone's just like, man, you got his look down really well where he just scowls at you. I'm just like, the trick is I take off my glasses and I can't see, so I have to squint at you. <laughs> I mean, I would be all the time in the sun, like, 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 I'll just be in my car and I'll see somebody going by and they, they just get pissed at me. Like, I, I've gotten into like two or three, almost two or three fights doing that. Wait, was it, is it like the beard or something? No, no, it's it's because this is what I look like when the sun's in my eyes. God, oh, it just looks like you're judging them severely. First time <laughs> it happened to me, this 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 kid was just riding his bike and I was I was just I was just looking at him. And I guess I had like that scowl, and then he just looked at me. It was like this, and I was like, I, I didn't realize it that I had been doing anything. So I was like, what the fuck, you know. <laughs> I think I remember like you just like staring off into space and like someone was just in your line of vision. And there's like, what the fuck, dude? And you're just like, yeah, whoa, whoa what? what? <laughs> yeah, this shit happens to me all the time. Back being uh, Nick, Nick Fury. Fury. All right. So I had this dude who was dressed up as Phil Coulson tapped me on the shoulder and it was like, hey, Director Fury, we need you for something. And I was cool enough to turn around and like give him the instant scowl, like, what do you need? And he pointed out like three or four other people who are all dressed up with like security vests, shield patches here and there, had the whole fake rifles and everything. And I was like, oh, dope. So we all got together. We took these pictures. This one guy took like a picture and he bought a photo of every single pose we all did. It's like, oh man, I'm going to send this off to my daughter. And even before that, when we were having like the Marvel shoot, you just had people coming out of nowhere. It's just, that was just right after the last episode of Loki came out, too. So at that Marvel shoot, I want to say a quarter of them saw it were Loki variants. <laughs> I actually had a debate about myself that entire weekend because it was like, there's probably going to be more people on Saturday who are dressed as Loki. And my entire idea when I was going to do Strange was I'm just going to run around, find every single Loki and just be like, fucked up my multiverse. And just keep on walking from there. Well, that's really an easy cosplay, though. You just put the Loki horns on. Like, I'm a Loki variant. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the new low-budget cosplay is get yourself a pair of Loki horns. And then no matter what, no matter, you could just walk in with plain clothes, glasses, don't have anything else Loki about you. Don't remotely have anything there. As long as you got the crown on, you're like, yeah, I'm Loki variant number 1616. And this is like, ah, oh, that's a legit one. You just, you do it just to your dog, too. <laughs> you can do it to the dog. I saw a person who had like a pocket gator and they put little horns on him, like a real gator. And I was like, that's cool shit right there. 
So, so you did your big, uh, big photo op, the uh, the shield guys. What, uh, what else happened at MegaCon? What was dope? Uh, things that were dope. Uh, the outfits that stood out was there was a sexy Sauron's tower along with I. <laughs> I found that to be hilarious because it was literally just a cardboard tower with the eye on top, and some chick just had her legs standing out the entire time with fishnets. You just poke her leg out. I was like, okay, I get it. That's that's clever. Of course, there's like a usual in Florida. There's the five or first legion who are just like mm-hmm. top to bottom. I'm a stormtrooper. I'm Darth Vader. I'm Kylo Ren. Like my armor's legitimate. I look like this character. I wanted to stop by and take a picture slash do whatever with uh, Adam Savage because it's fucking Adam Savage. He's a cool person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but his line. It was like an hour long in order to see him unless he had a VIP pass. And I was like, I don't want to sit in this line with this heavy ass trench coat for an hour when I could just be walking around doing cool other stuff. Went around. I was on a Blurred podcast, a new Blurred order that day because she was like, are you saying you all fury? And I was like, I am saying you all fury. It's like, oh, we're doing a podcast. We'd love to have you on here. So I went over there, participated for some Q&A there. So you got your different celebrities out there. I had, besides Adam Savage, my next celebrity guest was one I canceled, and that was Giancarlo Esposito. Mm-hmm. And that man's just fantastic as a villain. I mean, you can't get any better for a classic, intimidating, and brooding villain than Giancarlo Esposito, in my opinion. I remember one time I saw this like whole rumor and doctored photo that he was going to play a Dr. Doom. And I was like, this is the one celebrity thing that has been put in front of me that I 100% I would back up no matter if it's true or fake, just because he's really great at being a villain. I would be like, that's a good Dr. Doom because Dr. Doom needs to have that. I'm intimidating, but you don't know it or I have a silent fury about me. And that's what I like. Oh, uh, I think Superman wants to be uh, Doctor Doom. Uh, Henry uh, uh, Cavill. Henry, yeah. he too slow to be Doctor Doom. Like that is that will, he will be way too huge to be Doctor Doom. Well, he's 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 really pushing for it. So, I mean, it's a pretty big name. I, I, it'd be weird to see him as Doctor Doom, though. Like, is Henry Cavill the new age nerd Jesus? Like. He plays 40K. He plays regular Dungeons and Dragon tabletop. He's the Witcher. He is Superman. And if he goes for the triple of getting into the MCU, he's going to have his little cable fingers and everything. Yeah, he's also a big gamer, PC gamer and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, and he built his own PC and games. Yeah. yeah. The best was like he, I think he almost missed his audition for Superman because he was raiding in World of Warcraft or something. Yeah, it was one of those. Yeah. It's like, man, how much of a terrible dork can you be? Like, you were nerding out so hard in order to miss your role in order to be another nerd. And I think before this, like, the biggest celebrity nerd was probably, what, Ben Diesel and his I Play Dungeons & Dragons thing. There's, there's actually a lot of, uh, like, Hollywood people that play Dungeons & Dragons. It's always becoming, like, cliche at this point. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's funny, like, the, the amount of people are, are playing, like, D&D and shit. Oh, man, maybe it's just because when we were kids and it was just like the one thing that you don't play at school, even though we did play it. Um, I'm just thinking back now, nostalgia's kicking in. I remember it was us, Sam and Patrick, and we all had a 
3.5 edition, I think, edition uh Dungeons and Dragons trying to play that. We just never got it together. I was uh, I was always too much of a wuss to play that at school. Like I, I like I really wanted to, but I like I never did because I was like I was you know I wanted to be liked by everybody. <laughs> Isn't that just what all humans want to do? Just be liked by everybody? I don't know. <laughs> I you know I'd settle I'd settle with myself uh, to be honest with you. Anyway, <laughs> it's a dark episode for Seamus. Hey dude. man, it's, that's, that's that's the funniest thing. Like when you do the self-deprecating humor and people just get sad. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's self-depreciating humor, but damn, that was just dark. Anyway, it's a uh, it's 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 really cool that uh, when you do it well, you get to you get to be like a celebrity at at a, at a convention. You know, everybody coming up wanting to take your picture and all of that. It's really weird because it could go two ways when you're cosplaying either something is just really bad and that ironically just makes it super good or it's just really good to be really good like there was somebody there who had like in theory a bad outfit just because it's literally just a gator onesie but then he added on the loki horns and then i'm alligator loki and you look at that you're just like that's dumb but okay that's actually kind of cool because we accept it i get it yeah (laughs) Exactly. It goes back to that variant thing of these are such low cost, low budget cosplays, but they're so on their point that you can't help but like, you know what? Cool. I can agree to that. It doesn't aggravate you as a someone that actually like likes the craft and put like a lot of work into your costumes. Is costumes the right word? Oh, I can say that's why I say low budget outfits. I don't say they're bad. I just say, oh, it was kind of low budget. But like, does it like um, like piss you off as like someone that really enjoys the craft and and really like putting those those outfits together? And then you see like some asshole like just like I'm fat for her, and you're just like, dude, you're just wearing like fingerless gloves and like a. I mean, you you if you're doing it that way, then you just go into gatekeeping. Okay. Because it could be somebody their first turn, like my girlfriend. She wants to cosplay, and she wants to do something up, and it hits her going to be her first time actually going out doing a character. She wants to do. Uh, WandaVision Monaco Rambo. Okay. So she's looking around now for like the, the out, yeah, the sword outfit that she yeah. was wearing in a show. And if we look at her outfit on a show, it's literally just really uh tight fitting shirt, pants, boots. And if you were to wear that, that's comparison to other people who 3D print armor, they have LEDs running up and down, they have smoke coming off of it. It looks terrible. Because it's just a shirt, pants, boots. But in the vacuum of itself, it's a good cosplay. Yeah, it nailed like, it. Yeah, the, yeah. the sexy Sauron Tower. It is, uh, yeah, Sauron Tower. It's literally just boxes. And then a glowing guy with like cellophane and some chick wearing fishnets. It's a super simple cosplay. It probably cost her less than 100 bucks to make total. But it's an amazing cosplay just because of the content you get from it. And we had like a dude who was there who had a full on big daddy cosplay, like glowing eyes, a rotating Mm -hmm. drill. And he had a girl who was with him who was a little sister. So they had the whole Bioshock thing down, even external speaker that was playing 1920s music the entire time when he was walking around. That's awesome. Yeah. And you look at him and you'd be like, oh, man, he spent 500 hours minimum on this. He has the LEDs, the music, everything going. But he'll probably have the same amount of instant celebrityness 
that sexy Sauron would get. But it's been oh, he wants to be pissed as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I get it if I were to be like this professional costumer and I did all this and then I'd lose out some of that. I would be like, well, this is bullshit. But it's still creative that I would accept it if I were to ever go up against a sexy Sauron tower and lose. I'd be like. That's super creative. I can't be upset at that because I'm doing a generic character from a comic book or a movie. That took creativity because they took a a tower, an inanimate object, a pure magnified evil, and made it into a sexy tower. You can't beat that kind of creativeness. Oh, dude. Like, full full Big Daddy get-up? Like, I I don't know. I would be pissed. (laughs) Like I said... He would have that right to be pissed. Me yeah. personally, I would be like, "Oh yeah, that's cool." So, what was uh, what was your first cosplay? Your your first actual cosplay? Oh, uh, man, if we're going back for my first first cosplayer that ever cosplayed, what was something you put like work into, like like not, nothing, like just like oh, I just wore like a Punisher t shirt kind of thing. I would say the first thing that I went to that I look remotely resemble what I was doing. It was while I was up at Fam. And FSU had like this mini convention. I want to say it was probably all of two rooms in some auditorium that they called a convention. My first cosplay there, and it was a budget cosplay, a low cosplay. I found a baseball bat, hat, found the rest of the outfit. I was the scout from Team Fortress. Okay. That's an easy one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I would just go around. I would say bunk and bunk people on the head. That's old and, as fuck. That's like, that's so old. Yeah, like, but back then it was, yeah, you know, it was topical. <laughs> yeah. And see, even then that goes back into that. It doesn't matter if it's a low budget or not, just as long as it's creative. Because at same time, if I were to ever see a dude at a convention wearing like a blue suit, they had like a paper cutout for a mask. Yes, that's one of my favorites. I would be like, that's amazing right yeah. there. I do. I mean, cosplay is just putting on a costume at the end of the day, going out. The difference between like cosplay and just dressing up. I mean, I always like saw like cosplay is more of like a convention thing, or like I don't know. Is that not true? I say it's becoming more of a, in my opinion, I guess now a mainstream thing that just I guess again to me, cosplaying is just putting on the costume, portraying the character as you are at that location because. You'll have those people who just like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this cosplay at this little girl's party or I'm doing this cosplay here for the comic book shop because of free comic book day. And those aren't conventions, but it's still doing cosplay. Yeah, at that yeah I guess. I mean, yeah. I guess what, like, when does it like you just every day you dress as Nick Fury? Like, are you just Nick Fury at that point or is it, like every day a cosplay? <laughs> oh, man. Now we're just going into deep philosophical things. <laughs> So what when did you like really just start like diving into it though? Like really putting a lot of like time and effort into the cosplay? Like what really got you to that point? Uh what got me to that point again was that one chick who wanted to cosplay and do something up because it was like, yo, this actually the going off of her is what spawned me into getting into the Doctor Strange outfit first. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I want to do an MCU character. And then from there, it's just been researching to who would I do next? And this is weird ebb and flow of ideas, because one moment you're like, I want to do this. Next moment, I want to do this. For the longest, I've said, oh, man, I'm just going to do Jon Stewart, Green Lantern. But then you look around at all the other cosplays, because my part of my process is I think of a character I want to do. 
And so I'll start looking up what other people have done for that character when it comes to cosplay. Oh, I'm sure it's some insane Green Lantern ones. Oh, dude. Like, I've seen one where a guy had this, like, he had on the uh, uh, the Zentai suit. And then underneath that, he rigged up on his chest a light pad. So he is, his Green Lantern emblem is glowing. He had on a ring that he could twist and it would make the green glow, like the little circle on the inside. Then the selling point is he had one of those wireless battery chargers. Mm-hmm. He put that inside a 3D printed um, uh, lantern. So he would put his ring on top. It will start to glow. And I was like, dope. Awesome. And he could also put people's cell phone on there. So he could be like, oh, do you need to recharge? <laughs> I was like, that's cool. But then you see stuff like that and it's a little bit of a double-edged sword because you see stuff like that. And you're just like, oh, I'm so inspired. I want to do a Green Lantern to be something even remotely do him justice like that. And then we start looking into the process of what it's doing. I see something that's really cool. I'm like, I want to do that. And then it goes the opposite way of, oh, man, this is just so stressful right now. How does somebody do this? When you're looking for like the fabric portion of it, are, are you trying to find like, are, are you sewing this yourself? Are you trying to find like clothes that you found that, that look like that? Or It's all really depending on who it was. Like for Doctor Strange, because it's all just heavy wool robes, that can all be sewn together. And I have a couple of friends who are seamstresses and I'm just like, hey, can you help me out with this? They'll help me out with Fury, for instance. It was just all his stuff was just military gear and SWAT gear. I got boots for him, and it's literally says LAPD gear. And I was like, okay, feel a little bit guilty about wearing these, but I'll go ahead and strap them on. Trench coat was donated via Tom. I actually got to get that trench coat back to him so he could do Billy, yeah, Billy Butcher again. Right now, because of the armor portion for Dr. Doom, that's being 3D printed. And then he who remains, that's going to be another soul job. Because that's really, if you look at the stills, it's like a green dashiki and then a purple choir robe on top of that. Who's, uh, who's doing the 3D printing for you? It's a guy I met at one of these local cons, actually. His name is Mitch Massey. He is Yosh Props. Gotcha. Is that expensive? As expensive as you make it, like. I'm getting just the kit itself made for Doom, so just the armor pieces. And he's just 3D printing them and then giving them to me. So I'll have to... He's got to paint them. Yeah, I'll have to sand them. I'll have to buff them. I'll have to paint them. And all that comes out to $500. But then he also offered the, hey, I'll paint, sand, buff, all that for you. And it kicks up to $1,000. So you're just... It's where your comfort level is at. If you feel like, hey, I think I can sand this, I think I can paint this, then you're saving yourself $500. And if not, you could just spend extra guap and just get a full suit custom made for you. And it's a critical industry as well. Like the people that make props and all, like they're, they're making these kind of things for like people like you, the kind of saving time. And all that's, that's really awesome. As of right now, I don't know how to sand. I don't know how to buff. I don't know how to paint. I got a friend who does all that on cars. So we've already spoken about it. He was like, yeah, I'll just show you how to do all of that. Because he's seen the material. And he's like, yeah, I know what kind of, I know how to work this. It's even, a, it's an ideal right now that I could even start 3D printing myself, having him buff sand paint. 
and then we should start selling out all the stuff because I don't think there's anybody who's locally who's making full sets of armors and just shooting them out there for people. It's, what kind of what kind of materials are they using for the 3D printing? I, I would the same say stuff as Legos, right? I think it's the same plastic yeah. as Legos. It's basically the same kind of plastic as Legos and or resin of some density. Uh, depending on who's printing or what kind of printer, it can be any real grade of hard, dense plastic or resin. Are, are there so, any like like competitive circuits for cosplay outside of the, the con? Outside of cons? No. No, because even then, I think the most competitive it is is just that cons contest. And I don't think there's, and maybe I don't know because I've never personally entered in them because my cosplays are all right, but they ain't contest worthy. So big daddies. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Nick Fury's cool, but he ain't no big daddy. I don't think there's any real sort of reward that can come from winning individual contests, but it's more rather you gain that recognition. Yeah. And then from there, you start using that and you become the wall. I won this contest at MegaCon. I won this contest at SuperCon. Now I'm considered a cosplay influencer. So then that's when you can start monetizing a YouTube or a Twitch or something. And then you're like, well, I'm coming to this con. Come get signatures by me. Take pictures for like $10 a pop. That's when you start making that kind of lucrative money if you're trying to get something off of cosplaying itself. But Contest wise, I don't think there's any surefire. Hey, this is my way to fame and fortune. Not directly. So, I got two controversial questions about cosplaying that I'm kind of interested in. One of them is the people that cosplay just to kind of make money where they don't really care about the art of it. They don't really care about it. They're just trying to like build an Instagram following so they can sell like OnlyFans shit. Like, mm-hmm. how do you feel about those type of people that are not really respecting the crap but using it as more of a leverage tool? Well, even if they were going strictly with this example of, let's say this one chick doesn't really know Spider-Man, but she's dressing up like Mary Jane in order to take photos for a lingerie shoot. It's not really my place because at the end of the day, she has to do at least a modicum of research in order to say, hey, I'm going to portray this character. Even if it's just looking at a couple of comic book variant covers enough to say, Hey, this is MJ's kind of style or what she would be. Cause at the end of the day, she's still going to try to sell that to fans. So she has to market it to fans. She has to think like a fan in that case. So she has to say, well, I'm a Spider-Man's wife or girlfriend, whatever is the current Canon. So she has to market herself like that. So she needs to go out there and research that. So add, some point i believe that she's at least gone out and done that and to me that's enough as everybody comes in a fan in their own shape or size so even if she's just a casual i know who spider-man's girlfriend is that's going to be more than somebody else knows okay uh, I, I respect that answer the, the ones that annoy me are like the the really like uh low effort uh ones where they're just doing it to monetize and to, to get like Instagram followers or people sign up for their OnlyFans, those ones really really irk me. If people not really respecting it, but do, do you see a lot of that, Josh? Somewhat, yeah, I guess. It, it, over the last couple of years, it has become more common. Uh, like you see a lot of people dressed as like the the chick from Fifth Element, like those type ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
this the the really like low effort like cosplay. Obviously, there's like the super high end stuff. They don't put a lot of work into the porn parodies either. Sorry, talking about like some chick will just get like one of those skin suits and it's like, hey, I'm Diva now. Come watch my OnlyFans. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. Uh, zero suit, like like just the the really like bo- like just using body suits and, and just really mm-hmm. low effort stuff. It's just like yeah. used to get mad at like those uh, those poser girls that would come to the comic shop. They seem like kind of posers in a, in a sense because like you respect the like people that do it. Like I, I've 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 grown to respect people that do cosplay just because the amount of effort they put into those costumes. Like there's some really dope ones out there mm-hmm. that they put like insane amount of work in. But then you get like people that are just I don't know. I guess that is kind of gatekeeping in a, in a sense. Yeah, that's what I tell myself all the time. Is like you, I get those times where I'm just like, "Are you really in here for the culture of like watching Pete swing through the building?" Because we 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 got made fun of in high school for like the, the, like our love of this kind of stuff. Like <laughs> like we earned our our shit through like fire and blood. Yeah. Like we we've earned all our we've earned our stripes and our stars. But you. Yeah. Like the quote band, you know, you, you don't know the darkness. I was born in it. You never know who might be a fan and they're just portraying the sexy version of it. You don't know mm-hmm. who might be starting off on their nerd trip because maybe this is just the one thing they say, hey, I'm going to do with OnlyFans. They start it and then all of a sudden they get this, they get people who message them, hey, you should do shuri from black panther next so you should do uh monica from wandavision next and then that gets them in order to hey i need to go look at this because i'm getting fan requests for it and even then that could start that whole journey down there because now she's two years down the line now she's some professional cosplayer playing storm so you never know where it might come from when it comes to just pictures and stuff like that now if you were like hey you should do this person next and then they come back with the I don't want to do that person. I kind of just did this for the money, LOL, JK. Then that's when I would have that gatekeeping motion of, well, you don't need our shit here. You don't need our money. You can get out of here. I guess this all goes back to that intent (laughs) and what you're trying to sell, how you're trying to sell it, how you're trying to market it. People are going to buy it regardless. So, What was your other question? Second controversial question. I've heard, I've heard this a lot from the uh, the cosplaying community. Uh, for those listeners that are listening, obviously uh, you can't see, but Derek is a black man, and he's portrayed a a white character, Doctor Strange. I've heard like on the internet, people are just getting bashed like for like like race swapping in a, in a sense, where like like I wanted, I wanted, I was wondering if you had any experience like that where people were like aggravated because you're Doctor Strange. No, so here's the thing: nobody will tell you your cosplay looks bad in person. Nobody is that brave. I've never seen a person at any convention, big or small, be like, you can't play this character because they know they'll get their shit punched in right then and there. Especially when you're irritated from wearing that outfit. It's just like, no, you're just going to... Now, have I seen it on the internet? Of course. And it's usually... And I don't know why it's sent towards Black women doing mm-hmm. cosplay. Like, yep. I've never seen it towards white women or Spanish woman. And then the thing that always gets me, or at least when it comes to the anime portion, let me start there. I see a lot of that in the anime cosplay because black girl playing a fair-skinned person. Oh, well, that person's white. You can't cosplay them. And it's like, it's from anime. That means they're Japanese. Yeah. And so you're just like, they're Asian. So you as a white person are doing it wrong anyways. 
who who should I use for a Western example? Oh no, we'll use um Starfire and Diop. How she got murdered online when they first initially said, "Hey, she's gonna play Starfire." It was Starfire is an alien with orange skin. Like, what do you want? And the moment you poke a hole in their line like that, it becomes, well, I don't know, but she doesn't look right. Her nose is too big, or and then they'll they'll goalpost shift. As you said, like I've I've seen so many like uh, like like black women like in like harassed on the internet because they're portraying like non-black characters, and it's just such a shame. And all that's, that's really... something. Um, like Amber Amber's always talked about that too. Like she's she's always been really interested in cosplay. She's talked about how you know even like when she was growing up, she'd always have to be Storm, you know, or she'd always mm-hmm. you know always always like the black character. She always had to be Scary Spice, you know what I mean? Like so. <laughs> Oh, that's, not, that, 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 that's that's seriously so like <laughs> it's okay because i always had to be the black power ranger yeah yeah the who uh who's wearing who wears black by the way which is which is weird oh yeah and the asian person wore yellow yeah and then yeah. the white girl's pink so that's fun oh that just reminds me of a tiktok and it had ever all the rangers going black power, yellow power, pink power. Then the white ranger, he started to do it. And the black guy just like stares at him like, be careful what you say. <laughs> and like, that's oh, awesome. that's just great humor right there. That's so funny. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody will ever do it in person. It's only when you're behind the keyboard. Of, would you ever dare say, well, this black person can't portray this white person? Because most people, if you go to a convention, they're super friendly. They're going to look at your costume more than your actual skin tone. And then just be like, yo, that's a dope costume in itself. Yeah, you nailed it. Or, well, yeah, yeah. yeah you, either, you either nailed it or you didn't. Do you think it's as prevalent as it seems online? Because I, I, I know a lot. I know a lot of times those those voices are like get kind of amplified because it's so outrageous. You know what I mean? No, it's it's not a it's not a prevalent thing in the real world. As far as I experienced as a black man. I can't comment, of course, on the plight of black women in cosplay in real life because I'm not a lady, but I've never personally experienced it, nor have seen a person calling out another person's outfit on the basis of their skin color purely at a convention. Because like I said, I feel like if you were to go that route, you would immediately, one, probably get punched, and then two, have everybody roast the ever-living fuck out of you just because you're going to probably be at that minority. If somebody were to ever say something at, like, MegaCon, they will probably be the only person who would have said something slick like that on the ground. Now, are there probably people there who will think that but not say it out loud? Probably. 100% sure. It's going to be that one person out of a thousand is just like, oh, no, other races can't wear whatever costume there is. But they aren't going to say it out loud. They aren't that brave. Well, I mean, it depends where this convention it might be in Alabama. So, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Comparing my first like major con at Metro Con in Tampa to like this mega con this past summer. I saw what was probably a 45 increase in the amount of like darker skin tone people there. So darker Latino skin people, black people, uh, Western Indian people all showing up. And not just in the 
putting this in air quotes for those just audio listeners and not just their race appropriate costumes either. So you'll see more people like me showing up as traditionally white character, Dr. Strange. I saw excluding Loki variants, like a lot of traditionally Asian anime characters as black people. Like I saw a whole class of Black folk going as My Hero Academia, which is one of the top animes and cartoons and manga out right now. Trust you on that. And I would have never saw that at MetroCon. I saw, I think the biggest group of Black people I saw back at MetroCon at one point was three people doing Power Rangers. So a pink, a blue, and a green ranger. And that was like their little clique. And now I'm seeing whole 10, 15 people in one group as there's like, hey, we're here. It's cool shit right there. No, it's awesome. It's at that point and all like, I mean, it, it, like this is what I've seen on the internet. It's like so shitty and all like, uh, I'm glad people are growing up. Yeah. It's, it's, it is like a lot of that. We, we were uh, talking about uh, the uh, backlash at She-Hulk too. Like, uh, <laughs> did you see that on the internet where people like, like bitching about She-Hulk? Like, Oh, why is that to be She-Hulk all of a sudden? It's like, yeah, oh, like <laughs> I just love the, why does Hulk have to be a girl? This is ridiculous. Thor is going to be a girl. Holt's going to be a girl. And you're just like, like immediately when I see comments like that, that's when I gatekeep because that's when I'm just like, motherfucker fucking stay home man. yeah just like she hulk is older than you are because she hulk was in 87 and you're like born in 96 she's older in this time than you you just need to get the fuck out and read a comic book before you complain about shit yeah there's been a lady thor in the what ifs comments and that's not including actual jane foster jane, being yeah. thor and that was, and I went back and reread her comic book plan. And even that was, I think, now gone on six to eight years ago now. So you're just like, time was flowing, man. And if you're just not paying, if you're only paying attention to MCU and then you're cracking out these things, you're going to have a bad time because it's been done in the comments already. Like, I can't wait till it start getting to all the other stuff. And if DC ever gets around to it, like, dude who's like the first black robin for a batman like, mm-hmm. i'm waiting for that to happen just so somebody could be like man now they're trying to pander with batman it's like duke's been out for a while now i don't know what to tell you they they, ha- they have to some extent and all um they, they have been trying to diversify uh their, their character lineup uh, the, i think the current iron man is, is a girl as well like like stuff like that the sudden changes to already established characters it's just what throws me for loops that time. Yeah, it's, it, it is a little weird. Like it's, it seems. Um, I, I don't like it when it seems like it's, uh, it's pandering. Like if, if somebody yeah. doesn't, like if the person who's making these changes don't even give a fuck about these people, and they're just, they're, they're just trying to fill in the blanks to, to, to seem relevant. I think that's, I think that's fucked up. I have one other question, and then we'll get some lightning round stuff. I, I know you're, you're a big nerd as well, and I, I know like the, the black culture, like has has always been kind of anti-nerd in, in a mm-hmm. sense i mean you ever had that problem where like oh you're, you're acting white kind of thing is that like a, a common I've thing had for they act you're you acting white since like second grade because yeah. that all came into existence like oh man you talk proper you talking white and so i've always had that it's always been oh man that's some white boy shit right there mm-hmm. when you're just like hey you want to play final fantasy like oh man that's kind of white it's weird because you have the same dudes who were picking on you before. And now it's, oh, man, you know about the Iron Man stuff, right? No, you can help me talk to my kids about doing something. It's like, man, I remember when you used to bully me for this. 
it's weird, maybe it's just because we're grown now and I guess respect is grown with us or being a nerd is just the in hip thing to be right now. But you'll again, it's like that um, when I said that you have 45 percent increase in those black cosplayers, it's just a 45 percent increase in what's acceptable to be a black nerd. Like 15 years ago, there would have never been a such thing as a blurred who's just like, yeah, I'm a black nerd. Now that's just a common phrase that somebody will whip out in the culture. Be like, oh, no, you're one of them blurs now. It's like, oh, yeah, cool. Because like before it was like, you're kind of like an, like an Urkel kind of thing. Like it was like derogatory. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it was either your Urkel or your Carlton. Yeah. yeah. One or the other. <laughs> if you were to do anything that's not just what's deemed black culture. And I, for one, like, I'm happy to see that we as a culture have evolved enough that we can say, hey, we're proud of our little nerdy black kids growing up here and there. Like, I'm happy for my nephew that he is never going to have that dub of having to go through and other kids say, oh, that's some white boy shit because he's in a Fortnite right now. I could tell you, if Fortnite was in existence when we were kids, 100% that would have been oh man that's some white bullshit just because it's cartoony it's shooting and it's building and it's all this other stuff it's not Madden and it's not NBA 2K I'm happy that my my nephew he'll grow up and not have to go through all of that you have to be into this object or this hobby in order to be black and if you're doing anything else you aren't black everyone should just do what they want like to do like you like hanging out with us and like playing Dungeons and Dragons and, and playing Magic yeah. Gathering and Hero Clicks and like you've always just you, you like you just you do what you want to do and I always re- respected that from you so that's awesome. Yeah. Let's uh let's let's shoot some lightning round questions, Derek. Uh, what would be your absolute dream cosplay if money was not an issue? You can just throw infinite money at it. What would you do? So I already know the answer to that, and I've already priced it at $5,000. Okay. And it's a full automated plates move up and down, steam shoots out the back, minigun twirls, war machine. All right. <laughs> I looked at that, the base Iron Man Mark I MCU suit, I think was at like $1,200. I was like, man, that's expensive for what is a really base suit. What's their most expensive? And it was War Machine at, I want to say, $5,000. Of all the bells and whistles, $5,000. And I was like, if I won a lottery and I had that one purchase that I shouldn't probably purchase, but I'll do it anyway, it would probably be that. You would 100% get drunk in a War Machine outfit and like hit I would 100% <laughs> go downtown, hammer, just like... Watch this shit. <laughs> and I absolutely can't fire a pulser cannon, but I'm trying to fire a pulser yeah. cannon while throwing beer bottles. Is there any uh, dream convention you want to go to? Uh, I'm assuming, what, like San Diego? Like, Yeah, you know, be- like for cosplayers who aren't in those immediate cities and states, San Diego Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con are like those holy grails of, you know, you're going to see at least 10 celebrities who won't cancel at the last minute who you actually do want to see. You know, you're going to see at least 10 debuts of shows or comics or stuff that's coming out. And it's just going to blow your mind because you're going to be there while it premieres. 
you're going to see some of the best video games being released and some of the best cosplay you'll probably ever see. So that's also like, yeah, I got to get to one of those two. Like locally, I can probably go to the Tampa Bay Comic Con and get my nerd on to a whole nother level. But you got to go to those meccas of San Diego and New York because those are like those primo we run the road ones. What was your favorite MCU movie? We won't go for the culture on this one. Gotta go solid Ragnarok. That was comedy, action, a little bit of suspense, a little bit of sadness in there when Odin goes to. Had all the things you could want. What's your favorite MCU show right now on uh, Disney Plus? Hmm, that's a good one. If we go for all the MCU shows, oh yeah, we said specifically MCU. Uh, 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 uh. I want to go with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It was a good, gritty, action-paced one. And you got to love the reveal of Captain Falcon at the end, just busting in the window. He's just like, I'm here. It's like, that's cool. I've read so, like, so many people are like, oh, man, they're making Captain America black now. Like, like shut the fuck up, guys. Like, like Sam Wilson is, they, like I said earlier, like, you can gatekeep those people because you can tell they've never actually yeah. read a comic. They're only basing the comic or what they know about Marvel off of MCU. What, what 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 are you most looking forward to for the, the current lineup? Out of current lineup, uh, multiverse. Yeah, I was say because it's the ones that's the closest. Strain, uh, multiverse of madness, and no way home. Mm-hmm. I just want to see what are the ramifications of the shows that happen. So I want to see what's happened since Loki split the timeline, and since Wanda started reading up on how her magic. I would say, man, I just really want Quantum Mania because I want to see more Kang. Yeah, Kang gonna be till twenty three, and it's like, man, that's a long time to wait. Just for a long, long time away. <laughs> long time away. Like I, yes. I don't even remember them announcing Infinity War or Endgame this early, and like all those years down the line, so I'm just like, man, that's a long time to wait for Kang to come back. Especially when he had like such a dope ending of oh. You'll see me in a minute. He gives that little wink, and then me, like, ah, that was such a great ending. For such a, it was so good. Yeah, yeah. that was like probably the only part of that show I really enjoyed was was the the part with Kang, yeah, with monologuing and shit. It was so good. Are you excited for Eternals at all? Uh, I kind of missed on Eternals. Like they did the appropriate marketing for Shang Chi. I'm mm-hmm. hyped for that, but I can wait till this on Disney Plus to watch. Oh, you, you haven't seen Shang-Chi yet? No, I, I know enough. It's hailed as the Black Panther for Asians. That in itself, I was just like, you know, for Asian culture, I'll support my brothers and I will watch that movie. But, man, $20 to go watch it. Uh, it's going to be on here in a month. Uh, that's what I just said, man. I'll just wait for Shang-Chi. I waited for Black Widow too. You excited for the, uh, the uh, Cowboy Bebop live action? Oh no, yeah, that one I'm excited for. Trailer looks dope. Trailer was so good this morning when I watched it. Like John Cho looks amazing as Spike. Mm-hmm. And wh- I'm not gonna lie, when they when Netflix said, "Hey, we're gonna make a live action Cowboy Bebop," I looked at all the other live action things. I'm just like, this is gonna be dumb as hell. Nobody's gonna fit their characters. Plot's gonna be a mess. The music's gonna be a mess. Everything about this is gonna be shit. But then that's when it's like, hey, the original composer who made all the jazz songs for Cowboy Bebop is coming back, making all new tracks. I was like, okay. It's like, John Cho is going to be Spike. And I was kind of iffy because I was like, Harold? 
Motherfucker's old. <laughs> and then I saw him and his suit and his hair kind of must. And I was like, okay, he looks just like Spike. And then that's when they said, hey, John Cho's taking Jeet Kune Do lessons. I was like, oh, he's legit becoming Spike right now. I will say that I did one of those racism things. Because when it was like, I said, it was like, he's going to play uh, Jet. I was like, okay, he got that kind of build. But I was thinking about him from um, Luke Cage when he was Bushmaster. And I was like, mm-hmm. man, you're kind of scared to be Jet. Jet's supposed to be kind of a broad fellow, messed up arm yeah. and everything. Then I saw him. stock here. Yeah. <laughs> he was stock here, had the bald on. Yeah. I was like, okay. Judgment reversed. Faye looks like Faye. Yeah. <laughs> I really didn't know that actress before I saw her as Faye. So I was like, okay, you're kind of just grandfathered in here. Uh, selling point besides all the trailers and everything is they put in a corgi. And I was just like, oh, you're going to have iron in here. Sold immediately now. Give me my cyber dog. Then I had to explain to my girlfriend what a cyber dog was and why iron is important to the mythos that is Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, when they when they should have seen with the ship and all just flying, I'm like, oh, it looks so good. Like it looks it looks really good. Yeah, like I said, I was apprehensive when it said Netflix is doing that. I was like, ah, this is just gonna crash and burn. But slowly but surely, they're putting out images and they're just getting me more hype. But we're a long ways now from what was their live action other anime stuff to where to what, what else did they do? Time. I know they did Death Note. What what else did they do? They did Death Note, they did Bleach. Those two were wherever burned in my embers. Like Bleach wasn't bad, but there was a whole lot more they could have done that they just chose to, I guess, for time not do. Just using those though, I was not looking forward to Cowboy Bebop. But then Witcher happened. And I was like, okay, which is pretty good. And then, like I said, trailers, pictures, John Show, mm-hmm. had me sold on it. Gotcha. Derek, it's been an absolute pleasure hanging out with you talking tonight. It seems like it's been forever uh, since we've talked, and I'm glad we got to do it tonight. It's been awesome. Yeah, man. Always, always willing to talk to you guys. If you need me back again, just let me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, sure. man. Definitely. Derek, do you do Instagram or anything? Are you uh, on Twitter? Do you have uh, anything where people can follow you and look at your awesome cosplays? Start with the Fort Myers Cosplay Club because they can always use more people who are generically interested in cosplaying. And of course, there's a lot of people there who will help you out. And that's a Facebook group. Besides that, I'll go ahead and plug Warhammer because that's the other, other thing I do. Look up Warhammer if you're in Lee County. Play a couple of games because you want to be cool like the rest of us. For those people who aren't local, you're listening to us from all the other states. Be glad you're not in Florida. It's kind of weird here. We actually, we have a pretty big viewership in uh, France and uh, Germany. We got France and Germany too. What are they doing with their last listening to you guys? <laughs> Yeah, we actually uh, we actually get a lot of play in Canada as well. Like, uh, I'm surprised how much play we get from Canada, but we do. <laughs> yeah. All right, Derek. Well, we'll talk to you later, man. Have a great night. All right, then you guys take care. Yeah, man. Love right, you, buddy. Right. Yeah. See you later, bud. Yeah, and I love Derek. I do too. Yeah, no, I, I wish we had some more time to talk about some of the Warhammer stuff. I forgot he he's really big into that. Yeah, I was going to ask him about that. Yeah.
the cosplay yeah. is interesting. Um, it's it's a definitely an interesting subculture that's no longer really a subculture. It's more it's definitely more mainstream now, which is kind of kind of cool. I was I was wondering, you know, like what like how how much cross play there is between drag and and like re- regular cosplay. Oh, I mean, there's there you mean like like gender swapping? A cousin and her husband do that. What drag her to the cosplay? They they do gender bending cosplay stuff. Like okay. where he'll, he'll he'll go as the woman and she'll go as the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a that's a common theme. And all like it's it's in that like subcategory of like unique twists and all and that people really do enjoy. RuPaul's Drag Race. That's probably like the most popular like cosplay reality show. In Is town. it a cosplay reality show? Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Did you look it up? No. Okay. It's a drag show. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I didn't think it had anything to do with cosplay. I thought it might be funny to, to equate the two, and it's ridiculous. Thank you all for listening. If you would like to support the WWSD podcast, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash WWSD underscore podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So how's yeah. your dating life, Derek? Uh, dating life is weird. Dating life is, is good, weird. I've had a solid girlfriend now. Her name is Melissa. Nice. She's a teacher. And the more I learn about her and her teaching ways, the more I think back to when, like, you were teaching, when Sarah was teaching. And I think back to literally all the things that we've done. And I'm just like... She says, like, man, I need some way to de-stress from these kids that's not punching a kid. And I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. Did you drink heavily, Seamus, when you were a teacher? Uh, only at uh, only at, at um, work functions. Makes sense. It's like, oh, man, I have to interrupt the first grade teacher. I'm just going to get hammered now. She's a first grade teacher. Oh, no, she's a fourth grade. Oh, okay. That, that's better. Is it? Yeah. How's it? How's it better? Though? It's it's here to logic. No, it's, hey. it's it's not better. It was, sarc- it was sarcasm. Oh, it sarcasm? Yeah, it's, it, it was it was it was an attempted humor because like like the the time between first and fourth grade, like like you so noticed, is not not all that much. So saying that that's better is obviously absurd. You know what I mean? No. Let's pretend we okay. do know. All right. So. I've always said in my head, if I had to teach, it would be like high school because generically they'll either listen to you or they'll just like sleep the entire time. She told me I'd never do high school because they got too much attitude. So what's your sweet grade level, Seamus? Right, kidding. Girl. Um, you can just fucking eat pace with them and fucking no, watch fine, movies no. all day. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, no one's expecting much of a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like you have to have so much more structure as a kindergarten teacher. Uh, for me, really? Like, yeah. You really? You just play dodgeball oh, yeah. all day and like. No, li- listen, listen. <laughs> all right. Let's... You have to have you have to have a have a plan, and, and you you have those kids all day. So you can't just have one plan that you use every hour. You have to have yeah, a plan for every fucking the whole fucking day. You have them all day, dude. That's five. That's like five to, to eight hours of planning. Leon, maybe maybe uh, take away two hours for nap time. Maybe, whatever nap time is. That's probably that's too long, isn't it? Kids don't sleep for two hours at a time. Maybe half an hour, half an hour for, for nap time. So that's like that's like five and a half hours of material that you have to have every day for these kids. That's ridiculous. I mean, you you could just like have them run around, but they're like you know. So Monday you do finger painting. 
Tuesday, you do <laughs> how long, do Josh? How, how long do you think a kid can do finger painting? Uh, five, six hours. And then, and then also, also like, like, <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll be a, you'll, maybe you could do it. Um, so the, I, I don't know, like, like the, uh, I don't know, man. The, the, the AP kids were easy to teach. So they just, they're smarter than you. They just didn't care. <laughs> well, I mean, whatever they did because they, 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 they cared about their own education. You know what I mean? So like, I, I didn't have to do much. I, I also, I was also like, I had a teacher mentor that I was, that was like, I was using his lesson plans. So that was, that was easy. The, the kids in AP classes tend to be a little bit easier to, to, to deal with just cause like, and like they do, the other kids, they're not, they're not like bad kids or anything like that. I don't, I don't like that term, but they're like, it's just, it's just like troubled. <laughs> well, you, you've got, you've got like, you, when you got, you got kids that don't want to be there and, and a, a lot of kids just hate you because you're, you're the teacher, you know, and like, and like you didn't look at them the right way one, like one time, you know, and then they hate you for the rest of the year. There's a lot of that kind of shit. You know, and then there's, there's some kids that are fine. Like, and, and you're, you know, like everybody's, you know, good, good teachers can connect with probably like 90% of their kids, you know, but like, um, there, there's always going to be those kids that are, that are tough, you know, and you, you have, you got to be consistent too. Like the strengths that I had, it, it lasted, it carried me for about three months and then it was chaos, you know, like people like, Oh, this, this guy's cool. He's nice. He's uh, he, he explains things well. And then, you know, three months in, they're like, uh, like you ever going to grade our tests? We had our test a week ago. We haven't gotten the grades back. I went, one of the, one of the funniest things is like I, I had um I had one of it wasn't a special needs class but I had a lot of kids that that had like learning disabilities in the class and like and like there was this one kid who tried really hard but he had he had like bad dyslexia and ADHD so he like like when he would write it just didn't make any sense but like 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 I get like six or seven papers that had the same scribblings on it <laughs> like turned in from other kids that were copying off of him. <laughs> 